This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. It's your favorite public affairs radio show, and I'm your host, Adam Ritz. Jay Baker is joining me. Hi, Jay. How's it going? It is going very well. We're trying a brand new way of conducting our show. So hopefully this will sound and feel wonderful and authentic. You sound fantastic. Uh, I'm right there with you, right behind you in the voice quality range. Uh, You're one of my favorite voices on the air, and I'm lucky to have you on show. So we want to launch off the docks today with a story that happened this week. Michael J. Fox, uh, Mr. Back to the Future himself, uh, who is suffering from Parkinson's disease. He has his own foundation dedicated to find treatments and research for Parkinson's disease. And through his work and his philanthropy, this week he just won the Elevate Prize Catalyst Award, which includes a $250,000 cash award, uh, which he says he plans to use to further his foundation's work. So congratulations, Michael J. Fox. What's your favorite uh, MJ Fox production? Well, um, I've always enjoyed all the Back to the Future movies. I mean, you know, you talk about just an amazing franchise and the talent that he brought to it. And uh, I myself uh, got diagnosed with, uh, and I haven't even shared this with you, so this is going to be a revelation, but about eight months ago, I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Well, So I am uh, very aware of uh, Michael J. Fox and the amazing amount of work he does on behalf of Parkinson's patients. Well, thank you for sharing that with uh, with me and and with the audience. And you know, obviously, we wish you the best of luck through this. Well, no, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, uh, I have. Uh, you know, we all think that we're invincible, uh, and I've lived a life that a lot of people couldn't imagine. I've just been blessed beyond. Uh, every possible means of just an incredible life. And uh, I've been suffering from uh, some different neurological issues involving how I walk and how the right side of my body doesn't seem to want to cooperate with the left side of my body. And uh, yeah, so I've been under the care of a couple of different uh, neurologists. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's been amazing. But I still feel blessed uh, because I still feel there's a lot of people out there that are helping people with Parkinson's. And there's, you know, a certain quality of life um, that remains and will maintain for you. Uh, Michael J. Fox was diagnosed with Parkinson's decades ago. So for those of us uh, listening, including me, can you give us a little rundown on on what this is? Well, basically, it's a situation where um, the uh, neurotransmitters in your brain have been slowly but surely uh, shutting down over the course of weeks and months. Most people that have had Parkinson's or get diagnosed with Parkinson's will tell you that they have felt 
uh, I would use the word an inkling that something was wrong. Uh, in my particular case, it was neuropathy in my feet and hands because usually that's linked with diabetes. And I will say this, I knock on wood, I have never had any problem with diabetes, but obviously very concerning when you say, you know, boy, I really can't feel my feet and hands under certain situations. Uh, there are a large handful, if you will, of classic symptoms that are associated with Parkinson's most patients don't experience all this, all those, uh, you know, different, uh, you know, different conditions, but uh, there will be one or two that really stick out, whether it's a sleep problem or a digestive problem or a balance and or walking problem. You may say to yourself, boy, something's just not quite right. And your family doctor may or may not be able to detect it. Uh, if you have an astute family doctor, they'll end up sending you to a neurologist. And some neurologists have seen this so closely over the years that they can guess Parkinson's just by the way you walk into their office. That is amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think about something as simple as somebody walking into your office. And I went from three or four months ago to being able to get around just fine to now I have to sort of really stop and think about posture and balance. So if I walk into someone's office, I have to practice walking as upright as I can so they don't think that I'm like making fun of something or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so it's just a real thing. And then you and I know, you know, we've been in the radio world forever. You know, when you're in radio, you're used to being, you know, uh, a celebrity, somebody that people admire or somebody that people watch and stuff. And then you suddenly realize, wow, I'm in a situation where I need to be very cognizant of how I walk or how I present myself to people. And it really showed up for me with just uh, uh, balance and walking. And then uh, I ended up having some back issues just because I couldn't stand as upright as I regularly could. Well, I've admired you for, uh, for 35 years uh, and will continue to. I don't care how you walk or what, what you're, as long as you still have that beard, this isn't going to hinder your ability to grow out your, your hippie hair or your beard, will it? <laughs> no, no, I'm still, uh, I, uh, I had to laugh, uh, you know, when we uh, all went under sort of, uh, you know, COVID protocols and lockdowns and we didn't have to be in the office every day. I purposely grew my beard and hair as long as possible so that when people saw me, they'd go, you look homeless. And I'd go, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You do look But homeless. now I have a new haircut and I've uh, trimmed my beard. And, you know, now I look like a presentable human being. Well, we're uh, we're here for you, Jay. Anything you need, if you ever want to uh, talk about it on the show, and I'm feeling now that we need to put together some sort of uh, Parkinson's awareness uh, broadcast with some sort of donation, charitable angle. 
uh, maybe with uh, Michael J. Fox's foundation, or at least the National uh, Parkinson's Disease uh, Foundation. We'll we'll look into this and get something going. Uh, and yeah, again, I didn't, didn't want to hit you with the bombshell, but it's just uh, you know it's an interesting thing, and it affects a number of humans. Yeah, and as you said, you know, in Michael J. Fox's uh, situation, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's at an early age for him, the standard of uh, Parkinson's patient, if you will, if there is such a thing, is a gentleman, uh, though it affects women as well, but uh, people that are at or near their 60s. And it so mimics other, uh, what you would call types of situations that you'd encounter as an older person anyway, uh, that you 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 go well. Surely this isn't Parkinson's. So uh, I think the one thing that we could say out of this, if we're you know going to make a great point on the Adam Rich Show, is if you do feel like well, just something's just not quite right with my balance or how I walk. No matter what age you are, uh, definitely chat with your family doctor, and if he is so inclined you know, urge him to give you a referral to a neurologist. Because as I said, the neurologist could sit with you for about 15 minutes and really make, uh, you know, an appraisal of what your current condition is. The only thing that, you know, is the bugaboo about Parkinson's is there is no cure for it. So it doesn't affect, for many people, it does not affect your lifespan, it affects how you will live the remaining years of your life. So that's the thing that I think hits a lot of people is it's not like, hey, take this medication and it cures it. There are medications uh, that can help you deal with the symptoms of Parkinson's. But by and large, if you have Parkinson's, you have a permanent neurological degenerative disease and that's why, you know, we live in a nation, Adam, where we love convenience. You know that. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go to a drive through and just say, hey, take these meds, Jay Baker, and you're going to be just fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, by and large, I can still speak. I can still, uh, you know, interact with people. Uh, so, you know, the more severe symptoms of Parkinson's have not presented themselves. So I'm kind of in the early stages. I will tell you, I was hit pretty hard by the recent death of Gary Wright, uh, the singer that did the song Dreamweaver, Mm -hmm. because he had not only had been diagnosed with Parkinson's, but one of the problems with Parkinson's is you can present uh, very early uh, forms of dementia because of the way Parkinson's neurotransmitter uh, shutdown can affect your brain's ability to process information. And unfortunately, Gary Wright went from being diagnosed with Parkinson's, but in a span of about five or six years, uh, he had a very severe case of dementia, Mm -hmm. uh, which eventually took his life. And that for me, if you were going to say, what's the one scary thing? Because I've always relied very heavily on making people laugh or 
provoking thought or whatever, and uh, you say to yourself, if that ability left, that would be the one thing that I would miss. Well, the main takeaway for me here is something you said that just jumps out when uh, I want to look on the bright side here, be the uh, ultimate optimist, and that is you said that uh, your lifespan is not changed. It's no. it's the quality of life as you head towards that lifespan. So glad yeah. to hear the, the lifespan will not be affected. Yeah, so I'll still be around to annoy people. Uh, for as long as you know, I was going to have anyway. I'll just walk a little more oddly. <laughs> but you'll still have that beard. So, well, yeah, I've got the the beard and the hair. So you know, you can <laughs> you can never stop forces of nature. You know that. Well, if you don't mind, we'll uh, just through the course of the future of this show, we'll do uh, we'll just do some some checkups here and there, and we'll see how you're doing. And uh, yeah. it'll, it'll be a, well, uh, just a great reminder. Yeah, I was going to tell you, too, you know, it's like everything in life, you know, just uh, maintain a good dialogue with your uh, physicians, uh, monitor your health. Our, our health, obviously, is the number one thing in our lives that, uh, you know, give us an incredible amount of wealth. Obviously, you would all love to have the money that uh, Jeff Bezos has. Uh you would even love to have the name that you can debate whether you're saying it Bezos or Bezos. Mm -hmm. uh, and you would love to have that amount of cash. But at the end of the day, it's your good health. Uh, and that's one thing we've always talked a lot about on this show. But your good health is the wealth that you carry through life. So if you feel like something may be going wrong with some things, uh, definitely uh, make sure you maintain that dialogue with your physician and or your neurologist. Well, since we're talking physicians and doctor's appointments, and we've always on this show talked about the importance of early detection, uh, especially with something like cancer, with Parkinson's, would there have been any advantage for you to, to be diagnosed with this earlier? Or is this uh, one of those afflictions that's just, it's kind of, uh, from what I gather, it, it's going to happen anyway. And like you said, it thankfully doesn't affect your lifespan, but just uh, as years go on, it may devolve into some neurological, uh, uh, physical incapacitations. In, in any well, any think, plus to the early detection, I guess, is my long question. Yeah, I mean, I think early detection for anything is great because it allows you to act on it in a, in a you know, a positive way. But I think most of the people that I know that are dealing with Parkinson's, they would tell you that they had an inkling that something was going wrong, but it was so subtle that a highly trained physician wouldn't look at you. And, and you know, like if you said to somebody, wow, my toenails feel odd, well, you have Parkinson's. Right. It just wouldn't happen. So the bottom line is, you may say, yeah, I've got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Parkinson's is in interesting too, Adam, because if you look, if you did a search right now on Google uh, regarding Parkinson's, there are about 12 to 15 major symptoms of Parkinson's, but very few people will experience all of those situations. But you might say to yourself, wow, the last two or three years, my digestion 
has been off a little bit. And you and I know, we talk on this show a lot, you know, there's certain things we have to be careful. Uh, you and I are in radio. You don't want to be too graphic when you discuss your digestion. But somebody that's listening to our show right now may say to themselves, yeah, I just, uh, you know, it's been a little off. I've been a little irregular. Or I've been a little bit of this or a little bit of that. Uh, those are the subtleties that may or may not be part of a greater neurological situation. All right. Well, that was, uh, I was just going to mention the, the Michael J. Fox, uh, prize the award that he just won. And I was not (laughs) expecting you to, uh, uh, disclose that personal information that, that was brave of you. And I, I appreciate you sharing that. And, um, Again, anything you need beyond thoughts and prayers, just let me know, and and I'll be here for you. We'll all of us will be here uh, for you. You mentioned that uh, you know when you talk to some of the other people that have Parkinson's, have you had a chance? That tells me that that there's some sort of, I guess, network or a support group, or do you just oddly enough have a few friends that have it? Well, it's funny. Uh, we had a gentleman that worked for a long time at our radio station. And he was diagnosed with Parkinson's probably about two years ago. And I would chat with him every once in a while, but there was no, hey, is this happening for you? Is this happening right now, et cetera? Uh, Because I just was not diagnosed uh, with Parkinson's. But consequently, since I've had the diagnosis, there's a couple of very famous exercise programs that are designed for Parkinson's patients, and one of them that I participate in. Uh, so I, I meet with Parkinson's, or I work out with fellow Parkinson's patients uh, two to three times a week, every week. So that kind of is a good touchstone for anybody that's going through this. You never ever have to feel alone. I mean, you and I both know that the really sad part for any of the things, and we talk about a lot of uh, very important issues on this show. Uh, you know, you you and I have chatted about skin cancer and how prevalent it can be. Sometimes if you have an issue, you may feel I'm completely alone. But from what I've gathered, there are a number of Parkinson's patients in the United States The last number I saw was something along the lines of 10 to 15 million. So you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And most people that have Parkinson's end up interacting with other Parkinson's patients. And I I think that's extremely positive. And that's something that Michael J. Fox caught on very early on is that you never want to feel like, you know, you're the Lone Ranger, that this is all happening to you. Uh, and you are completely alone. It's something that's happening to other people, and there's a lot of resources out there. Well, he's certainly been a great uh, advocate for Parkinson's awareness. I think before someone that famous uh, gets the disease, a lot of people's knowledge of the disease is um, you know, not, not that detailed, and you might just think, uh, it's a worst case scenario. You know, anytime you hear you've been diagnosed with anything, it's a it's a stage four crisis. Uh, now that Michael J. Fox has just been so public about it, and you now being public about it, that will also help uh, 
cause, so to speak. But, um, you know, Michael J., I remember hearing about his Parkinson's diagnosis. My gosh, it feels like it was 100 years ago. And yeah. and when you think, okay, he's he's still going, he's still vibrant, he's still uh, winning awards, uh, he's making a difference. Um, it, it's it's something that I think uh, the support uh, aspect of this is huge. And I didn't have any idea it was 15 to 20 million uh, Americans have this. So that's a huge number. So something that big, this is not a one-off uh, you know, weirdo thing that is, uh, that's just going to uh, end it all. This is something that uh, we can rally behind, support, uh, plenty of life left, plenty of Jay Baker to go around. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't mean to be Mr. Bombshell with the with their show, but yeah, I think and, and anybody that is dealing with Parkinson's because there's no doubt in my mind that people that have been diagnosed with Parkinson's are listening to the show right now. They would probably echo what I'm about to tell you. If you have Parkinson's, what you need to do is get around other Parkinson's patients uh, do your exercises, do your physical activity. It's your way of fighting back against Parkinson's. In other words, it doesn't have to define your limitations. It's just a situation that you're going to have to deal with. And, you know, what's the best way to put this? Because you, you and I are, I think, very, very careful being in the broadcasting world of you never want to say something flippant. You never want to say something that's controversial. But I will say this, um, it's kind of incumbent upon everyone to create a new world for themselves. You're going to have to probably get past the fact that you have Parkinson's. But the ability to live a great life is still there in front of you because you and I know, Adam, there can be catastrophic cancers. There are all kinds of catastrophic uh, illnesses and diseases that sadly, you know, that that's the foible of living life in America. You know, nothing can necessarily prevent you from getting uh, catastrophic skin cancer. We just famously had Jimmy Buffett pass away from a rare form mm -hmm. of skin cancer. And, you know, they said, what's what's one of the indicators of this particular form of skin cancer? Well, you might have gotten a lot of sun and you might be fair skinned. Well, you're Jimmy Buffett. You're living the Caribbean lifestyle. You and I know it's pretty hard sometimes to go, hey, is your, uh, you know, are you wearing SPF 52 today and all that stuff? I mean, you know, there's so many skincare products but you and I would be the first ones to go, I got to hit the beach, you know? So it's a situation. I'm not saying that's what Jimmy Buffett said, but you know, there are so many things out there that uh, can befall us in the health world. So if you had Parkinson's, I know this is going to sound crazy and this may sound slightly controversial. You have to say, Hey, you're lucky it's something like Parkinson's because there are dozens of neurological conditions that can quickly decimate you and take your life away. That is certainly an optimistic uh, way to look at this, Jay Baker. And uh, 
We wish you the best, and we will certainly cover this topic uh, from here on out on a regular basis. Um, something you brought up that I'd, maybe we could do, uh, dedicate a, an entire show to is your Parkinson workouts. You say you do that three times a week? Yeah, I'm actually yeah. working out. Uh, one of the things they identified very early on is that uh, boxing, believe it or not, because of the circular motion of your fists, and the stance that you have to be in to be a good boxer uh, is very beneficial uh, for Parkinson's patients. And if you think about it, there is a little bit of irony with working out with boxing because uh, famously Muhammad Ali uh, dealt with Parkinson's uh, conditions during the last few years of his life. That's right. That's right. We, um, We'll talk about that uh, on a future show, the the workouts and the boxing. Um, I, I think you could take me uh, in the boxing ring. You've always had the eye of the tiger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when I, well, it's funny because when I work out with the guys, I always tell them, I go, uh, you know, you got to throw in all the phrases like cut me, Mick. Cut me, Mick. Eye of the tiger. <laughs> and, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Yo, Adrian, you got to throw all that uh, in there. It'll just keep you going. <laughs> now, if I see you in some uh, American flag shorts fighting a six foot six blonde Russian, I will know that this is serious. All right, Jay, let's. Yes, uh, we've got we've got about three minutes left here in the show. Um, let's switch gears quickly and just cover some other uh, generic uh, public affairs topics. Uh, do you have anything on your list? I do. Uh, here's kind of an interesting note. Uh, you and I both love Disney and Disney World. Disney plans to spend about $60 billion on their theme parks, as well as uh, ramping up their cruise line business. Have you ever taken a Disney cruise? I know you've been to Disney World on several occasions. I, I have taken one Disney cruise. It was uh, about uh, 17 years ago uh, for one of my daughter's birthday trips. Uh, I loved it. Uh, I want to do another one, but they're really they're pretty. As far as cruises go, they're they're one of the most expensive cruises you can take. So I haven't had a chance to uh, to take another one. Plus, now that my kids are grown up and older, the funny thing about a Disney cruise is, and this is no mystery, there's a lot of kids on board. And I'm at the yes. stage of my life where I don't want to take a vacation where there's a ton of kids. <laughs> no, so, that's funny you put that way. Yeah, and, and you know, it's so funny that you said that because, you know, as an adult, you can enjoy Disney. As a child, you can enjoy Disney. In a family setting, you can enjoy Disney. And you can craft those experiences. Moving forward, I'm really interested to see if Disney – because of the nature of the company would do an adult only cruise not in a you know rated r fashion but in a hey we would love to have the same disney cruise experience but you don't have you know three thousand kids barreling down the uh passageway i think it would work i think there's enough uh people at adult only disney cruise i i would do it uh there might even be adult only sections of the ship um for, for par even parents that have their kids with them. They can leave the kids with the oldest sibling who's 14, and the parents can go off to the adults-only section and get some peace of mind. Uh, is one of the $60 billion efforts to uh, upgrade the, a cruise ship? 
Well, and it's interesting, too, because Disney is going to spend $60 billion over the next year and a half to uh, update the theme parks and update the cruise lines. And they just filed all the paperwork with the SEC, and uh, that is double what the company spent on expansion efforts over the past 10 years. So it gives you an idea of, uh, as we like to say, uh, it's a bullish market and Disney is jumping on board. 60 billion, that's a lot of pixie dust. Um, and we'll end the show here, <laughs> Jay, with a with a, a little coattail Disney story for you since you brought up Disney. This week there was a bear <laughs> that closed down a that. part of Magic Kingdom. There was a bear, a live wild bear, I think uh, somehow climbed the fence and ended up on Tom Sawyer Island, and they closed down a portion of Magic Kingdom to to catch the bear. He was caught, uh, not harmed. So for the PETA activists and the animal lovers, you do not have to worry. There was no uh, live animals hurt during the, um, uh, I guess, um, the bear situation. It's funny. It was in on Tom Sawyer Island, right next to where the country bears perform and have performed for uh, almost 50 years. So it was not a real country bear. I'm thinking if I was there, I would have actually walked up to this bear and thought, wow, the animatronics at Disney have gotten so good. And then I would have lost an arm. This is, Yeah, this is the most realistic bear I've ever seen. Oh, wait, it is a real bear. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com. 